I heard a story of uh, this was obviously before the the GPS days, but there was a little boy playing back in his back lawn, and there's an old man or older man. Uh, was looking for directions, and he didn't know where to go. So he stopped, and he saw this little boy playing in the backyard. So he asked the little boy, he said, Hey, can you tell me how to get to the interstate? I'm trying to find the interstate. And the little boy is like, I don't know. I have no idea how, how to get to the interstate. All right. Um, so he said, How about um, they were out in the, in the country. So he's like, How about can you just tell me how to get to the closest town? I just want to get to town. And the little boy's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you. I said, all right, how about Main Street? Is there a Main Street around here? Can you just tell me how to get to Main Street? And then from Main Street, I'll try to find a town and try to find the interstate. And the little boy said, I, I don't know how to get to Main Street. So the older gentleman said, you don't know much, do you? The little boy replied, but I'm not lost. And when I heard that, I'm like, the, when we're not lost, when we find our identity in Jesus Christ, it may seem like we don't have to know much, but he was content right where he's at. And the other gentleman was just looking for direction, uh, and the little boy was so content with because uh, he knew where he's at. So our theme this, this uh, quarter is uh, relationship uh, with others, and we know the greatest commandments, uh, love God first and love your neighbor as yourself. We talked about that uh, several weeks ago. And what we're going to talk about this morning, for even for in 1 Peter 5, 8, uh, says, therefore, above all, I'm sorry, above all things, have fervent love for one another. Uh, that was just one verse. I talked about that uh, several weeks ago. But we're talking about uh, relationships with others. And in order to have a good relationship, we look at Scripture. Love is very um, important, very powerful. We're going to look at, for Scripture this morning, we're going to look at Luke 6, 27 to 36. So you can turn there, and I'm going to read those verses in Luke 6. Now we know we could go to all kinds of verses uh, in Scripture uh, as far as, as loving. But I'm going to look at this story here. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, if you have, uh, for me, you know, it's the red letters in my Bible. So Jesus is speaking. And uh, here's what he says. But I say unto you who hear. Now, it's interesting to me that he's speaking to the ones that hear. So obviously there were some that weren't even listening. Because he's saying, I'm, I'm speaking to you who hear. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. From him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, 
What credit is that to you? For even the sinners lend to sinners to receive and much back. But love your enemies. Do good and lend. Hope for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. Now, I don't know about you, but did this ever bother you? Did you ever have a problem? Uh, you know, when I look at this, to love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. And I was processing, I'm like, that, this is something that's actually really difficult. For me it is, anyway, to really love your enemies. To love those who hurt me. And I can reflect back a long time. And, and there's a number of different people that I have been hurt by. And here he says, and I'm supposed to love them. Like, how do I do that? How can I truly love and care for someone that hurt me? Like, is it possible to, to even do that? Is he asking something here that's impossible to do? Uh, he's not, by the way. But it's something that is, that's just really hard uh, for me to do. I mean, for me, sometimes I get annoyed over some of the smallest things, maybe. I, I get annoyed over people that pull out in front of me and go very slow. You know, if I'm on a point from point A to point B, I want to get there, and this car drives out in front of me, I get annoyed at them. And they're not even my enemies. <laughs> like, they didn't really do anything other than they pulled out in front of me. Uh, it was very interesting yesterday. I heard a, uh, a story. Me and Grayson were, um, we stopped there at Busy Bees. They're on Route 340, just west of Intercourse. If you like salt pretzels, they have the best salt pretzels. Um, I know there's a lot of good salt pretzels out there, but if you want a good salt pretzel, to me, they, you, don't, you don't beat those Busy, those busy Bees salt pretzels. Anyway, so me and Grayson stopped there for lunch, and we were, they also had chicken barbecue, which I'm always up for a good chicken barbecue. Uh, and so we were sitting out on the picnic table uh, eating, and the table beside us, there was two older, I'm guessing there were two older couples, I don't know, two men and two ladies. And I just overheard this one guy saying, he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm driving around here so slow at 25 miles an hour, and no one even honked their horn at me yet. No one even gave me the finger. And I was listening to that, and I'm like, I have no idea where they were from. But it was interesting to me. I, eh, testimony, so good job, uh, you know, for him coming into this area and recognizing that uh, he's driving 25 miles an hour and hasn't even got honked at. Uh, so, um, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, I don't think I tooted my horn lately at, uh, at someone that really pulled out in front of me. But uh, it was a good testimony for us, I think, uh, you know, for Lancaster County. That he could come in and say, that's totally for what it's worth. I just found it interesting. Um, but uh, so people that drive and pull out in front of me, I can get annoyed at. I'm trying to do better with that. But this is, that is one thing. The other extreme is, is those who really, really do something wrong to me, uh, even if it's intentionally. To how, how do I love them? Like I'm supposed to love them. And I look at Jesus, obviously, as our perfect example. And... <coughs> Excuse me. We see how Jesus obviously modeled true love. To be on the cross 
and to say, Father, forgive them. The people that are standing right there that just tortured him, whipped him, spit on him, to say that. How did he do that? Where did that come from? What gave him the ability to do that? Like, is that possible for us to, to be uh, in that situation to when someone really hurts us to that quick be able to love them and forgive them back? Like, where's, what's, what's the source of that? And when I look at that, and he asked the question, how did he do it? What did he do that he was able to do that? And I look at his life and I see the relationship he had with love, who is God. Bible says God is love. And so when I look at the relationship of between Jesus and God, I see the connection. Jesus prioritized his relationship with love and with God. And so therefore, having such a good intentional relationship with God, therefore, he could love his enemies. And so when I look at Jesus, how did he, where did the source come from? How could he do it? I believe it was his relationship with the Heavenly Father and him being with the Heavenly Father, his connection that God is love and therefore he is able to love uh, is, as well. And so it is possible. It's possible for us to love our enemies. We're supposed to uh, do that. Uh, spend time with God. Spend time with the source of love. We know that God is love. If we don't spend time with that source, I don't think we're going to have the ability to uh, love our enemies if we're not hanging out with, with God. Um, love takes time for others. And I heard this week a comment that I really liked. It said, love runs toward hurt. And I believe it does. And I was reflecting back on the story that I shared here several weeks ago, you know, of me and um, the, the boy down in the, in the Publix, uh, the Publix store, the, uh, the boy that was stocking shelves. You know, when I asked him how he's doing, he said, I'm doing terrible. And I just kept going by. Uh, I didn't have love for him. I say that again to my shame. If I would have love for him, I would have noticed a hurt and I would have went toward him because love runs toward hurt. And uh, so instead of just keeping walking on by it like I did, um, I should have stopped and said, all right, what's hurting? Can I pray for you? Can I, you know, I, I really care for you. Um, there's an illustration I'm going to, uh, we're going to do here that I, I connect with as far as just operating uh, out of love and <coughs> I have a <coughs> I have a pliers here and I have a a glove here this is a brand new glove it's a mechanics glove I'm a mechanic right and I have a pliers here so uh, I have this glove and this glove it's still actually I may have only used it once or twice it's still pretty new pretty much brand new um, this thing's well designed. Uh, this thing is designed to work. 
it's designed to work with, particularly with tools, you know, pliers, the mechanics, glove, uh, they make all kinds of gloves, but this one is designed to work with tools. And so I have the tool here, and I have the glove here, uh, a well-designed glove. Um, you know, it's designed to lift, it's designed to grab, uh, it's designed to, to pick up uh, heavy things. It's made tough. This is a tough glove, okay? And it is designed to work. So I have a glove and I have the tool. So this thing is designed to operate this tool. And so uh, I have the glove there and I say to the glove, hey glove, uh, do your purpose, grab the tool. And nothing happens. Like it doesn't, doesn't move. All right, so although it's designed to grab the tool, it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't do it. All right, how about maybe this glove needs some inspiration just some encouragement. All right, glove, you can do it. You can grab this wrench. Go do it. I, I know you can do it. You're made for that. And still nothing is happening with the glove. All right, well, maybe it needs some training. So let's give this glove some training. Uh, this is its thumb. This is its finger. Glove, this is how you're supposed to grab the wrench. And we show it. You know, grab this glove. You grab it here. You grab it there. And, and so we do some one-on-one -on -one training of grabbing the glove and the tool, and still nothing is happening. The glove is not doing anything. Well, maybe it needs some more fellowship, so we'll get some other gloves, and, uh, you know, what, maybe if it has some, some other gloves around it, you know, and, and uh, just say, hey, hang out with other gloves. These are all gloves. They all have some of the same purpose. And uh, so you put it in a group of fellowship, but there's still nothing happening with the glove. All right, well, maybe this glove needs a new commitment. Like maybe we should rededicate this glove. This glove should rededicate its life to become a glove again. And maybe it should go forward and, you know, rededicate its life. Maybe we should even baptize this glove. Um, and those are very important. Salvation, baptism are very important, very scriptural. And so this glove, we can baptize this glove. We can rededicate this glove. Go for it, glove! But still the glove does nothing. And I think you probably uh, know where I'm going with this. Even though this glove was designed to work and to be used, until it's properly filled with a living hand, can it fulfill its purpose? And until we're filled with the Holy Spirit, I don't think we can fulfill our complete purpose. And I don't think we can love others like we need to love others. In order for us to love others, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, just like a glove. Yes, we can have good intentions. We are all well-made. We all have a purpose. Training can be very good. One-on-one -on -one training can be very good. Encouragement can be very good. Fellowship with each other can be very good. Uh, salvation, baptism, they're all very important. But that doesn't, 
make the glove do what it completely needs to do until you fill it completely with the Holy Spirit, are you and I going to be able to be all that we intend, uh, that God intends us uh, to be? Uh, and, and Scripture talks a lot about being filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18, just a couple of Scriptures here, uh, says, to be filled with the Spirit. Luke 4.1, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned to Jerusalem. Acts 9.17, where Ananias came to Brother Saul. And he says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit, is what Ananias says. He says, hey, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse chapter, I'm sorry, Acts 4, verse 8. It says, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said unto them Acts 2 4 this is the beginning of the church it says and they were filled with the Holy Spirit Acts 13 52 the end of this is the last verse in Acts 13 it says and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit they were filled that's not just, you know, partially. If I'm just partial full, you know, these fingers can't operate. But to be filled with the Holy Spirit, when you have it complete full, can this thing function and operate like it needs to? It will grab this tool. It will, you know, pinch this tool or whatever. And um, when it's uh, completely full. So I am grateful this morning for the Holy Spirit. And this morning, what I want us to get in our relationship with others, in order to properly love others, number one is to have a relationship with God, what Jesus did, and then also to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, I think we can love like Jesus did. When someone hurts us and we're completely full of the Holy Spirit, I think we can love them back right away. Um, so love your enemies. Pray for them. Um, by this will all men know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. That's being full um, of, of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to wrap it up with that um, this morning. And uh, Seth, I had sent you the questions. Um, and I forgot to get the key. The key is in our van. And our van's not here because Jen took the van. Did you bring a key along or no? Okay. You have one? Okay, I'm sorry, because the classroom, I got here this morning, I'm like, oh, I forgot. Um, the, so the children's class, Jason is going to unlock it, this, the small children's class, and the adults, who's teaching, or the, the older children, who's teaching the older children this morning, Daniel? Okay, well, you should be fine. Um, but uh, Seth, so I'm going to turn the time over to you, I give you the questions. Um, so be, let's be filled with, with the Holy Spirit, completely filled, that we can be who, who we're intended to be. So go ahead, Seth. Derek and Ernie.